Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Psalm 51. It's a pretty uh, significant psalm. But before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the way you talk to us, the way you love us, the way that you are with us, that you know us completely. And Father, I just lift up this reading. I lift up this time. I pray that your word would go out, that people would hear it, that it would touch their lives, and that we would all grow closer to you so that we can love you with our whole being and love our neighbor as ourselves. Father, I pray for this reading. I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to provide your understanding and your wisdom. And may we grow closer to you and to those that we love and we care about. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, 51. It is a psalm of David. And it's when the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. But let's remember, he didn't just commit adultery with Bathsheba, but David also made sure that her husband was put in the front of the army so he could get killed. Because see, when David took Bathsheba, slept with her, and then she was pregnant, he tried to get um, Uriah, her husband, to come home, which he did, of course, he answered the summon of the king, and he tried to get him to then sleep with his wife so that he would think that it was his child and not David's or someone else's. But, of course, the gentleman, even though he was a tremendous warrior, he was also very honor-bound. And he was he was saying, no, I can't go sleep with my wife when my men and the Ark of the Covenant are all sleeping in tents and fighting wars. So David couldn't get that scheme to work. And instead, he then said, okay, hey, guys, put him at the front, let him get killed. Even pull back if you need to from him, so he's the only target for the arrows. So this isn't a good thing, and eventually David gets caught. And God is mad. God is very unhappy. You should read Second Solomon, or Samuel, sorry. Second Samuel, where it's all addressed, because God is mad. He's very unhappy with him because he's given him so much. He's held him up. He's blessed him. And David could have had all sorts of things, but he wanted what he wasn't, what wasn't right to take. So I know for myself, I've been that way. I've, I've wanted stuff that I shouldn't. I've backslid. And we'll read from some, a sermon from Charles Spurgeon here in a minute. So let's go ahead and jump on into Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. I think some people call that a conscience. I mean, we know when we're doing wrong. 
verse 7. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of of bloodshed, O God, you who are, who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. So ultimately here, David is just like, have mercy, I've totally blown it. I need your compassion. My transgressions were massive. I'm a sinner. Even in the womb, I knew I was instilled with a conscience. So I knew when I was, when I was, sinning but please cleanse me with hyssop hyssop is what they used to paint the doorway during the uh um, passover they would use it to paint put blood on their doorways but he had felt crushed and he really had if you read again in second samuel and other places how much david was was repenting it's immense and amazing but he also had some serious consequences but what he also, what's also interesting here is where he says in verse 11, do not cast, cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. You see, again, David was exper- experiencing and had the Holy Spirit in him. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. There's joy in salvation. There's joy in being one of God's children. And when that's taken from us, it's it, it our joy goes. But thankfully, our salvation never goes. But when we backslide, my goodness, I know I've lost my joy. Charles Spurgeon writes, backsliding is a most common evil. Far from common, far, far more common, I'm sorry, than some of us suppose. We may ourselves be guilty of it and yet may delude our hearts with the idea that we're making progress in spiritual life. As the cunning hunter always makes the passage into his pits most easy and attractive, but always renders it most difficult for his his victim to escape, so Satan makes the way of apostasy to be very seductive to our nature. But alas, the path of return from backsliding is very hard to tread, and were it not for divine grace, no human feet could could ever be able to make progress in it. Backsliding, if it's not checked, leads to more. I know because I've done it. I know that it doesn't matter what type of sin it is. Swearing, drinking too much. A little sip here, a little sip there suddenly becomes 
a lot of sips here and a lot of sips there, at least for me. I know with sexual sin, with porn, with other stuff that a little, a little look, a little glance, and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're where you should never be. So David experienced it. He was on his roof looking, and sure enough, beautiful woman, and he commits sexual sin. Then he commits murder. So everything is just a mess. But despite that, there's a path forward. God wants to forgive us. Doesn't mean the consequences won't still be there, because they will. But God and God then is there with us, and we can rejoice once again in salvation. We can rejoice once again in forgiveness. And that's ultimately, at the end of the day, what growing closer to God is all about. It's living a life that's pleasing to him because, at the, it, because it's the best life we can lead. So with that, let's go ahead and go back to God in prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you for David. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the example that when we do fail, there is no sin big enough that you can't forgive. There's always consequences to our sins because we may do something terrible or stupid or whatever, and there you go. But it doesn't mean that we aren't forgiven. It doesn't mean that our hearts are not back with you and made pure. When the repentance is true. So, Father, I lift up this time. I lift up this reading and I pray that I would understand that no matter what, I'm always yours. That I can always turn back to you. But the best thing is to not turn away. The best thing is to protect myself from those temptations. To not go up on that roof and look about, knowing that people, that's where they bathe. It's much better not to do those things. And I bet David wishes that he hadn't done those things. But regardless, Father, I just thank you for your teaching. I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to guide us and speak to each of us. Again, may it be your words, not mine, that make a difference, that people hear, that it's your understanding that we gain. Father, bless this day, bless this time, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.